Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's your favourite fact podcast. Back once again with all three members of the Baffled Boys ready to make noise for you. My name's Dan. Thank you for being there. Three facts for you this week. I've got stuff about raising heat, about what's in your belly button, and maybe the worst decision anyone has ever made in showbiz. Connor is also here. What do you have, Con? Uh, okay, we're going uh, to delve into the world that I, I absolutely love. Um, Colours with your eyes. Apparently, I've got a passion for that. Memory, a bit of a passion for that too, because, you know, use it in life. And mimicking. Hey, Connor, you're so unique. You have a passion for memory. And Mark, returned mm. from his gallivanting on the Disney parade, is back. What do you have for us? Right, today, fact for you about fish farting. Another one about bathing at someone else's house. And finally, it had to be a fact from Disney World. There you go. Nine facts on the way. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. 20 seconds, 30 a push. Just review your experience in the Disney parade. Uh, one of the weirdest experiences of my life. Waving becomes unnatural. People are just taking photos of you and you have no idea who they are. They have no idea who you are. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go to America and, and do these things to spread the good word of the podcast, you know. So here's the thing. Why, why, are you, why are you waving? Like, who cares that you're there? Like, people are there to see Buzz. They're there to see Moana, Mirabelle from Encanto. And Mark from Bath. No one's looking at the, the Ginger Specky kid from the northeast of England. No, people loved it. People were like, oh, my God, you bring me the facts. Better than Connors. And I was like, I know. He thinks he's a people champion. They were like, no, you are. And this all happens at, like, two miles an hour as you're going down the road. So, you know, look, sometimes when you, it turns out I'm the people's champion in America... Thousands of people line the streets of Disney to wave at me. What can I say? How um how did it come about? Do you do you pay to do it, do you, or do they select some people? No, I walked in, they were like, Oh my god, Mark from Baffled, he's a hero. Put him on a float. Seriously. That worked. Yeah, that's seriously it worked. Yeah, yeah, seriously. No, I'm actually genuinely so, so, so intrigued as to how you end up in the Disney parade. Genuinely just like that. All right then, nine facts on the way for you this week. Connor, why don't you start us off? Okay, so this actually blew my mind, which is the idea of this uh, this podcast. Facts that blow your mind. And I really enjoyed this one. Did you know that your perception of actual colours uh, changes greatly depending on the background that is behind the colour of which you're looking at? <sighs> like, I, d- I don't know why you keep bringing colour facts to me. I can't see colours like everyone else. I mean, these are, these are useless for me well, to discuss. Well, exactly. I do know that your but your, wanted- your perception of what red is might be completely different to what Mark's 
perception of red is. Yeah, so like, what's really cool about this, though, is that ultimately you may not actually see the same colour twice, although you think you are. So, for example, if you put blue in front of you, then you may look at that blue if it's got a white background behind it and see it very differently to if you was to, you know, look at it with black behind it. Obviously, if you're looking at the same colour but in front of the same kind of background over and over again, you are seeing the same colour. But that colour can vary greatly. You're seeing a very, very significant, like a very, very minuscule change, sorry. So you realistically aren't actually going to notice it. But just as for like the science behind it, it does change quite a lot. And your brain recognises it in a very different way. I think that's kind of cool. It amazes me that you care about this, Connor. Like if it's so minuscule, you're, you're, the, the way it changes is so minuscule that it doesn't really make much difference. It amazes me that you are fine with people spending their time working this out. Well, no, I just think, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the nonsense that we do talk about on this podcast, this I feel is actual quite interesting nonsense because it's just really interesting to know that, you know, you are seeing it differently. But obviously, it's like it's like that fact that we've done with the nose. Like, you always see it, but your brain chooses to ignore it. I think it's kind of that concept, again, of the, of the, like, the sense that it is the same colour, but your brain is just adapting to the fact that it's the same colour so you don't even really go, well, this looks different, but it is actually quite different. I just think that's quite cool. Do you know why? You can't really, can you, Dan, figure out what interests Connor and what doesn't. Like, there's something... You could tell him this fact on a Tuesday and he'd love it, like today. You tell him this fact on a Thursday, he absolutely... I think, do you know, do you know what? I, I accept that because I'm a very in the moment person. I, I had this uh, said to me by a friend the other day, actually. Um, basically, my friend was going shopping and I was like, oh, you know, I couldn't think of anything worse. And he was like, it's very hard to know how you're going to feel about something until I'm in the moment with you. Like one day you could be like, oh, that's amazing. What are you going to buy? And then another time you'll be like, I just couldn't think of anything worse. And I feel like I'm like that with the facts. Yeah, I feel like for, mm. for you to care about a fact as well, it has to directly relate to you. Di- directly relate to either the Brent the Brentwood area, maybe moving more into East London mm-hmm. now as well. It, it, you know, if it has yeah. a hand in in Austin, Texas, that's handy. Other otherwise, like and and you can put up with, like if it's not like absolutely mind blowing, you can put up with like little bits of science if it, if it does creep into your life. I think, I think, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You know, like I always feel like I'm only interested in things that I can relate to, and I feel like everybody has to, you know, have some form of that in them. You know, like if you're talking to some worldwide celebrity and they're telling you about their experience at the Oscars, that's good. That's great to some extent. And then at some point, I'm like Tom Cruise, mate. I don't care because I can't relate. Whereas if he's talking to me about, you know, what he has for breakfast Monday to Friday and he's hundred million pound LA mansion, I can relate to that because I eat breakfast. What, so I'm here for it. Tom Cruise has for breakfast. I reckon a porridge. He's a porridge kind of guy. I reckon he puts all of the berries in the powder. I don't, in I don't it know. I, like, stuff, I know the powder. I, I feel like he's weird. Yeah. So breakfast. here's the thing. I know that we're not top mm. of the tree. I can't imagine Tom Cruise will ever listen to this podcast to, to come across accusations we've made about him. But I think he's quite a litigious man. But I I, I feel he has some like weird stuff in his in his you know it's it's like porridge mixed with yeah tears you know it's odd things i would yeah. imagine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, do we know why, Connor, that y- y- you see colours differently? We do know why, um, and the why makes zero sense Great. to me. Um, so to cut it all the way down to what I, you know, be- was able to somehow understand was uh, human beings can only see a small portion of the electromagnetic spectrum from about 400 nm to 700 nm. So it's obviously like some form of like measurement of what we can mm-hmm. see, and obviously that just adapts depending on what is behind it. So therefore, 
the NM is basically just changing every single time we look at this colour with a different background. There you background. go. We, we only much. see certain frequencies of light and that changes depending on what's around it. Perfect. There Fantastic, we go. Fantastic, Connor. Thank you for starting. Real smart start this week. Mark. Um, yeah. And who'd have expected it from Connor? Uh, well, you know, things have changed in your week absence. Mark, come on, give us the, uh, the second fact of the show. You're first. I feel like this is more of a Connor fact. Uh, herringfish communicate through farting. Mm, bring it more. Mark, actually, you need to go back as well and listen to our previous episode that we've done when you weren't here. Just to highlight, you weren't here. You were on holiday. We've done yeah. one on our own. Yeah, we've done yeah, a good yeah. fart. Right. We've done a good fart fact too. So hopefully this might top it. So compared to most other fish, herring have great hearing. So they use it to communicate amongst themselves. They don't talk, though. They make that sound through their bumhole by farting out different varieties of whistles and thumps. And that is how they communicate through different levels of farts. Herring bird, did you say? Herring fish. Herring fish. So it's like the... It's like a mating call, maybe, a little bit, is it? No, it's literally just how they communicate. So other fish will use uh, gestures and motion or electrical pulses to communicate, but herring fish have the best hearing out of most fish, essentially. So they're able to use farting rather than actually uh, all these other things like gestures. So other fish use like gestures then? So like a tadpole could use the middle finger? Uh, yeah, yeah, essentially. That's exactly how it works. A tadpole will, if it gets annoyed at someone else, will flash the bird at them that's exactly yeah. how fish communicate yeah i guess there's a good way of communicating through farts in the water you know if you was able to manage the noise that comes from the bubbles that come up when you fart i think you could probably you know maybe maybe create something from that yeah and then there's like there's other fish as well that will communicate through uh smell and taste Thankfully, I, I don't think they're linked with farting and smelling and tasting. Like, can you imagine trying to decipher what Connor was saying through the smell of his farts or the taste of his farts? Just not very nice at all. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd learn straight away of the things that I don't like because you'd smell the fart and go, well, that obviously doesn't agree with him anymore. So we won't feed young Connor that anymore, which is probably what my parents done before I could It's speak. interesting. Yeah, exactly. That they can, I guess, tighten and loosen their arsehole. To, to kind of get the right pitch of what they want. Like maybe a high squeaky Trump is quite inquisitive. Are you going this way? And then like they're, they're releasing, they're being fully relaxed for a nice big warbling. No, I'm going this way. Yeah. So, I, so I, sh- I, I, I should say that it's not as much as like a language as we have. So it's not like there's whole sentences they're coming not out of their podcast just for farts, you know. No, exactly. Um, although, you know, there would be... Squarespace would still sponsor that. Um, but you know... That, but there's things such as when they're scared, they'll release a certain bubble out of their backside. Or if they're going to go up, if they're going to go down, you know, that very much thing, as you said, Dan, of communicating where they're going, that sort of stuff is communicated through farting. But it's not like, hey, how are you? Through a fart bubble. I'm good, thanks. A little bit tired coming out through another fart bubble. Like, it's not full-blown conversations. It's just kind of what they need to get by. I, I actually have quite a good control, and I think it's because of experience due to the IBS. I mean, I've got a lot of experience of farting, but I can control my farts quite well. I can, I can extend them. I can make them small. I know how to get them out with not much sound. I've got quite good control yeah, of my I, farts, I can, I can master the silent one as well. It's a real skill, isn't it, in being able to mm. accurately... It mm. is a skill, and if any... 
if anybody at home wants to know the skill, maybe you're like a primary school teacher and you don't really want to be fighting in front of the class, this could be for you. I give you the advice of holding it, hold it, hold it, and then let it out bit by bit by bit. So sometimes a big fart you may release over like six farts, and that's always a good way of doing it. Don't go for the big one because then it's noisy. Just a little bit, airy. Bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit. Yeah, like a diver under the ocean who's just releasing a little bit of air at yeah. a time just, just to keep it level. And also, exactly, and also if you are a primary school teacher and it does stink and it smells really bad, just blame Dexter or whatever his name is sitting at the front row. <laughs> like, why are you fighting in my class? Get the f- out, mate. Don't worry about it. So you're all good. Right, first fact of the show for me. Do you know the name Vincent no, Price? vaguely. So Vincent Price was a, a, an old Hollywood actor, did a lot of horror films at the time. You'll know his voice because he did the monologue at the start of uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson. You know, darkness ah, falls across the land, yes. the midnight hour is close at hand. You know that one, Con? Yep, yep, yep. I know exactly what you're talking that about. That loud cackle. Well, he agreed to do the voice. This is the worst decision anyone's ever made in show business, by the way. He agreed to do that voice work for Thriller. And he was given a choice between taking a percentage of the album proceeds, the album proceeds, or played a fat, or played, or paid a flat $20,000. Now, he chose 20 grand, which, to be fair, isn't bad for one monologue's worth of work and a little cackling laugh. The problem is... That became the biggest selling album of all time. It sold over 100 million copies. I, I mean, it won't be outsold in a little while. And he chose to not have a percentage of every album's sale. Wow. Short-term gain I'm rather than... I'm actually looking online right now and there's... <laughs> kind of sad, really. There's not many photos of him on Google Images, which just goes to show that, you know, he never really made a name for himself. Probably would have a little bit more. No, 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 that's not, no, that, no, that's not strictly true. Because he... He acted in quite a lot of different uh, uh, films. And the reason that he didn't take the rate on the album was because he thought he didn't need the money. Uh, But it's just, you know, it would have always been handy to have that money, particularly because imagine how much you're making. You're making millions and millions of pounds literally for about five minutes work. He was in Edward Scissorhands as well. He's quite, uh, she looks a little bit like Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He looks like an evil American Bruce Forsyth. Um, married four ta- three times as well, fair play. And absolutely has supported one of probably the best moustaches I've ever seen. What a legend. He does sport, yeah, he does sport a fantastic moustache. I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, do, we, so- do we have um, any idea as to how much he would have earned if he had taken, like, let's just say, a 10% cut? Well, I mean, I, I can't imagine that's the cut he would have taken. Probably, t- probably much smaller. But let's say you take... Two percent yep. worth of cut. Yep. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how much generally they make on an album anyway. But just on album sales, j- say for instance, there's five dollars that you get. So that's five hundred million pounds. Mark, what's two percent of five hundred million dollars? Sixty-six million copies. Sixty-six million copies globally were sold no, of the album. No, they think it's much higher now. Oh no, it, actually, it's no, yeah. like people have lost track. Okay, so what's okay? Hold on a minute. Hey Siri. Siri. Just let you know, Connor started hey, this by Siri. saying, I've got a place to be after this, so we need to get, need to get cracking. Hey, Siri. And, and this is how he's wasting his time. How's, how's hey, this going Siri. for you, mate? Hey, Siri. Could have just opened up a calculator by now. What's 2% of 500 million? It's like 10 million. 10 million. Yeah, 10 million. Yeah. 10 million. 
Yeah. And he took yeah, 20 I mean, grand. Mark did that, I, I did Mark that without did that in his head. Yeah, I did that in my head without even having you know, Siri. Do you, do you know what? In perfect Mark way as well, he let me say hey Siri 20 times before yep. he just told me the f- number. Sometimes you need to learn lessons on your own, Connor. <laughs> that's really uh, that's really shameful, isn't it? I bet he's gutted. 20 grand. So, oh, makes me wonder, Connor, I'm asking you this because I can only imagine there's a lot of them. What's the worst this, uh, What's the, the worst choice you think you've ever made? Oh, what's the worst choice? Oh God! What is the worst choice I've like, I ever made? I don't want anything made. deep. You know, I don't want to hear that you, I don't know, once beat your cousin or something. I, just, you know, something fun. Come on. Uh, the worst choice I ever made, I would probably say, was. I'm going to go close. Having a Domino's last week. Yeah, okay. The worst decision you've ever made was having a Domino's. Well, it, was, it was nine days ago and I'm still in agony, so yeah, probably the I had, uh, I'm currently laid low by the COVID and I don't have a lot of food in, so I had a takeaway pizza go-go last night and I love a pizza go-go, but what you do forget, all day and all night. All day and all night. I am. It has been a struggle. It's been a Mark, struggle. This has been recorded between Mark, frequent decision, rolls to the loo. What decision you've ever made? Was it being part of the Disney parade or was it everything you wanted and more, mate? That was everything I wanted and more. Probably signing up for another year of this. But hey, yeah. we're all here. We're yeah, having we fun, right? Hey, there we go. There's a How long did the Disney parade well? take you? How long does the Disney parade take? Uh, it's about 20 oh, yeah. minutes that you're there just waving. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Memories. Let's talk about memories. So every time you think of a memory, you bring it to your, what we know as the frontal lobe. So that's how a memory works. Um, But what I didn't know is it changes a little each time to be stored again, to be stored in the memory jar. So it'd be fascinating, I think, to be able to compare the real memory that you once had to the memory that has been thought of recently. So basically, let's say you think of that Legoland trip that you went on when you were five. Um, the memory that you have of that is very, very different to the original memory because it does change every single time. Obviously, it's because you forget about things, yes, but actual scenarios within it too, science has proved, change. So you may sat there and think, ah, oh, I was with my granddad at this point. You may not have been, it may have been with your nan, but your memory changes. I tell you what, the explanation of that is something I'd like to forget because it, it was uh, it's uh, honestly yeah. it was like Inception that yeah yeah. So the fact on the way is, on that is that when you rem- so uh, so the the fact is when you remember something, every time you remember it, it slightly alters it. Yeah, so it slightly alters it. But this is what I found fascinating about this. So let's uh, the reason I'm using Legoland as an example is because I always have a very early memory of being there with my granddad. But what science has proved is that maybe. Maybe at the memory, the scene of which I'm memorising, it wasn't my granddad that was there with me. He was just on the trip. It was actually my nan. But it replaces it. It can change because your memory can alter. I think that's cool. There's no way, Matt. How often do big things like that change, though? I understand that maybe small details of the day might might alter. But who takes it? You know, over time, like what you... Connor, is the fact, is this fact actually you once went to Legoland and you can't remember who it was with? (laughs) Yeah. That's it. And you're hoping that your cousins that live in Texas are going to remind you of it. They were there, actually. It was the first time I tried chewing gum. There we go. Did you swallow it? No, I remember my mum chewed it for half an hour to soften it, and then I had it, which in hindsight is disgusting, but there, that happened. It's a bit weird. Was it half an hour to soften it? How hard was this bit of chewing gum? 
Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, and also as well, why would you worry about me? If you're going to give me it, what's going to go bad? He's probably going to go bad anyway. So just although let in, him get on with it. Although in fairness, your memory might have changed. It might have been a random stranger who chewed it for 30 minutes and then gave it to you. You just don't know at this point. You know, memories can change over time. It could well have been that. This is I used to work for Legoland and I need to vouch for their very good safeguarding practices here. I don't think they would have let such a thing happen. When I was young and used to eat chewing, have chewing gum, I would eat it all the time. It became a thing. Like People would give me chewing gum and I'd be like... Where's it gone? Oh, I've swallowed it again. Cool, yeah. I mean, after your bath water sharing with your mum as well, you probably would wanted her to have chewed it before. You'd be like, Mum, give it a chew first, please. I know. Maybe that, that's why I'm so That is up. a throwback to like episode one of the podcast. Like, yeah. that, that's one for the long time listeners right there. And just for joke. any new listeners, just for any new listeners, Dan used to share the bath water with his mum up until the ripe age of 18. There we go. It's true. true yeah, it's probably about 18. She wasn't in it at the time. Let me just say that. <laughs> just to be clear, you just went uh, in afterwards rather than with her. But we're in a cost of living crisis now, so who knows? Maybe I was a, a groundbreaking pioneer or something that we're all going to be forced to Sharing bathwater with your fiancé is actually okay. Bit sexy maybe, I don't know. But your mother at 18, not okay. Okay? Not okay. You can't get yourself around it, mate. Just accept it for what it is. Disgusting. Yeah, perhaps. It makes you also think that the memories pretty terrible but <laughs> that, it's changing like your 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 memory here your, your memory you've got one job yeah. memory you have one job yeah. which is to remember things why is it changing dan's well, sitting here right to, now realizing dan's sitting here right now realizing being like oh, i thought we, i think it's my mum but maybe i shared the bathroom with my dad don't know i mean we've, we've spoken about this before haven't we on a connor explains you explain the Nelson, the mandela effect where yeah, people exactly. remember things differently as a big group. And I said at the time, the Mandela effect is just an excuse for having a memory. Yeah, and now yeah, I feel like I'm vindicated because it proves that people just have crap memories and therefore misremember stuff. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you said the Mandela effect, actually, because I was sitting here trying to bring that up and all I could think of was Morse code. So it is the Mandela <laughs> effect. So cheers, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. In ancient Greece, it was considered rude if you didn't offer your guests a bath and clean clothes when they arrived. I get that. I'd be right at home. I'd yeah. be right at home. Yeah. Dan would be like, I'll Dan'd only have like... it if someone's been in the bathwater before me. Oh, I love Dan'd that slightly like... dirty bathwater. <laughs> Dan would be like, is there a mid-40-year-old woman anywhere to warm this bath up for me? Get her in there first. Thank you. That's really, yeah, before, yeah, that's I guess fun. that's kind of in a way manners, right? Like maybe? Absolutely. So hospitality was this huge thing in ancient Greece. So uh, there was religious underpinnings for it. So the god Zeus was thought to closely monitor human behavior with regard to how they treat strangers and how they treat their visitors. So the interaction of the hosts with their visitors uh, was known as Xenia. That was the thing that it was called. And part of that was if they arrived, you offered them a bath. And if they took it, you offered them clean clothes as well. I actually think that's quite a, you know, a nice thing to do. I think like our manners over the years have probably got worse and worse and worse. Like I, I, I can openly admit that I've had people over my house and it's taken me two hours to realise I haven't even offered them a drink, you know. So maybe, maybe that's something that's disappeared over the years. Yes, you do need right. to learn hospitality. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I consider myself quite quite manful to people, and I've had I've had, I've had an argument recently with a friend. We went away, um, and he booked a, a room for the night. It was like an apartment with three different bedrooms. There were three couples there, and he booked it and raced up to the room first to Bagsy, the one bedroom with an ensuite. Yeah, and he I booked had to it. sleep Absolutely. on on 
I no, I had to sleep on the bloody sofa and I had to pay the same amount as him. Right? Yeah, no, but he made I, the effort I, of finding the place and booking the place, therefore he gets no. nice tips. Yeah. You gotta do no, that. Fairly. If I would do either, that either out the bucket I would, or coin flip, you gotta do it fairly that one, I think. If I had booked it regardless, if I was the first person there, I'd offer things round. Always do, always have. Whenever I've been on holiday with anyone, I've even gotten to a place early so I knew that I could take the shittest room just because it's the mannerful thing to do. Or are you, Mr. You can't, you can't, you can't. Absolutely not. You can't, you can't. If you've booked an Airbnb, whoever books it gets first dibs and then after that it's what order you turn up in. If you are last, you get the shit room. I'll tell you one right, thing, though. So, I'm glad you are scandal. like that, Dan, because when we, when we do, you know, blow up and we do our tour of America, you know, baffled across America, you can have a bunk bed on the tour bus. I'll happily take but the, the big is one. Is that the one the underneath you? The is, yeah. it's, the, it's the rotation. So it, it's not, and like everyone wants the, the, the nice room. So if you book the Airbnb, fine. But it's the offering round. How you offer it, it round, and then you would assume everyone would say, no, you know what? Yeah, you but you can't assume that nowadays because there's people like Connor who would go, all right, I'll take it. How did it go down, uh, Dan, when you did kind of boot off a little bit and, and kick up a fuss? What did he say? Was it one of those ones where it was like, you can boot off all you want, mate. I've got the one with the ensuite. Get over it. Or was he understanding? Well, I, I didn't kick off then. I, I kicked off on the WhatsApp group back. When I messaged him, I said, um, how much, again, do I owe you for that rock hard bed for the night? You know, a little hint to be like, oh, you know what? You can pay a bit less than everyone else. And he, he kind of, he semi offered and I'm not happy. And it's now it's now a wedge between. I mean, it'll be there. I'm kind of trying to be the big man, but I am bringing it up on a podcast almost two weeks say, later. So there we go. Are you being the big man? I feel like that first comment when you got home means you're not the big man about it. Let alone now bringing no. it up on a world famous podcast. Uh, can't deal I with like, it. Can't like not. It. Can't I, deal with it. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there with you though. I am there with you. You know, if if you're if you're splitting rooms and and you're all doing it at the same price, but somebody's got an ensuite with a massage every single morning and. a f- double bed then yeah they should pay more money I, I i'm there mark good fact mate took a bit of a turn but i enjoyed that thank you that's all right no worries right second fact of the show for me uh did you know a study in 1982 confirmed tibetan monks can raise their body temperature with their minds it's cool. It's a practice of yoga called Jitomo, demonstrated the ability to raise temperatures of different parts of their body through meditation alone. So they, and it's like really quite specific parts. They would think about their finger, for instance, and then in their mind, they would imagine a thermometer notching up degrees. And as they did that, the body temperature, very specific parts would raise. So they could raise their body using just meditation alone. Can I ask what the benefit would be? So are you raising body temperature when you're cold or is there something that you can do with a raised body temperature that would lead you to well, want to do that in your life? For the listener of the podcast, I want to let you in behind the curtain. You might see a video or a picture, I don't know. But Connor at the moment is wearing what can only be described as something he has peeled off a Yeti. Now, that's the point, Connor, is if you could do this, you wouldn't need to sit in a room like that. Like you could just, you know, if you're cold, bam, raise your body temperature. If you're feeling a bit hot, chill it out a bit. And maybe, you know, you mentioned anxiety, maybe it might help with that. I think as well it'd be a good way of getting yourself out of things, you know. So, you know, when the missus is asking you to cook dinner and you're really not in the mood, it's Tuesday evening and you've had a busy day, raise that body temperature, go, feel a little bit under the weather. Brilliant. Feeling a bit peaky. Yeah, feeling a little bit peaky. I think it's wonderful. What's a, what's a way of getting out of that comes from? Peaky. I've never used that before. Peaky. First time. 
Mark, you ever raised your body temperature at a moment where you feel like you want to? <laughs> uh, all, all the time. All the time. Would you say that your body temperature and your heart rhythm increased quite significantly on the Disney parade? Was there adrenaline? Was there nerves? Was there I would say my, my body temperature definitely did because it was about 35 degrees. Oh. And I was just sitting there melting. Brits don't do well before. in hot weather, let alone ginger. And, and the day before, the you, day before, you would have no. forty not dogs and twenty five donuts because that's what Florida yeah. is like. I mean, that's you, that's just a normal Mark. day for me. That's not that's not a Florida thing. That's just normal day for me. Yeah. That's why I'm the size I am, man. Dan. Yeah. That's why um, I am. We've got no so, normal. We've got no sympathy for you. You can't be. A ginger man go to uh, uh, America in May and June and then mope that it's a bit hot. I'm British. That's exactly what Brits do. Brits go abroad because it's too cold in the UK and then get there and moan it's too hot. How do you not know this after your 30 years as a British man? Mark, 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 I have to ask the question. I know the listeners are grippingly wanting to know the answer to. How many bottles of sun cream was consumed amongst the head family and at what degree was the SPF? Well, none, because you don't consume sun cream. That's very unsafe, and you should think about that if that's in your diet. How many bowls? I would shower in it every morning. I got a shower specifically specifically designed so I could shower in it every single day. An SPF? Oh, about 150. <laughs> I can't imagine. Prescription. I mean, yeah, prescription. <laughs> yeah, they've had to knock it up at the local doctors just to match what Mark needs. Brilliant. You don't look tanned, mate. Anyway, I'm glad you had fun. You say I don't look tanned. <laughs> Not at all. No, not at all. No, but this is literally as tanned as I get. Yeah. I actually think I'm quite tanned, but right. in the grand scheme of things, no. Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word and we battle it out to see what word goes in to the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, listen, if you head to our TikTok page right now, it's at BafflePod on TikTok. Uh, you'll see the latest video we've uploaded is, is Do You Think Cats Make Good Spies? with an annoying apostrophe error in the spies. Producer Adam, if you're looking, please rectify that right now. Uh, listening, rather. <laughs> Nothing's going to wind me up more than an apostrophe error. Also, we're doing very well with... Sometimes I feel like he does it just to annoy you, because you're the only one who ever notices. <sighs> also, we're doing very well on the TikTok page. The video of us chatting to Scott from Five about buildings in London is cracking up the views. Uh, Ethan Lawrence is still making waves with his chat about Ikea. People are still very angry over that. You can be part of the uh, fury over whether there is an Ikea (laughs) in Aberdeen or not. It's at Baffled Pod on TikTok. Uh, Give us a follow. Also, while you're there, I tell you what, for everything, just head to uh, baffledpod.com, is it, Mark? It is. Baffledpod.com, and you'll see links to everything we do, links to the YouTube, the TikTok, the Instagram, and also a link to our brand new merch channel. How are the orders coming in for that, Mark? Thick and fast, Thick and like fast you going and, down tidal wave. And thankfully, I'm not in charge of sending them out, so there's a chance you'll get it this side of Christmas. There you go. Thank you very much, yeah, baffledpod.com, and get in touch while you're there. Last round of facts. Connor, what is yours? So it's actually possible for a professional mimic to forget his own voice. And there is an account of this. Uh, So it happened to Gary Oldman. Uh, He had to take voice training classes to regain his British accent while they were making Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He had spent so long doing other accents on screen that he had completely forgotten his original voice and he had to work on actually getting that back. Isn't Gary Oldman Australian? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he's. Is he's that why it became tricky to get his British voice back? Because that was also. I am. Um, <laughs> oh no, he's English. No, I'm thinking of a different person. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Jeffrey Rush. Carry oh, on. I just agreed with you because you said something that I thought would make me look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, but after his name as well, I wanted to check in here. It said uh, that happened to Gary Oldman. I R I I I R C. Don't mind. What? That was after his name. I I R C. I don't know what that means. Is that like a when you get a night, is it? Uh, Gary Oldman. I'll be honest, mate. I think we can all save time if you just omit this fact. When you, when I, when you say my name, you don't say Dan Simpson B.A. Ons, do you? No. You just say Dan Simpson off Baffled. You don't, uh, we don't need this. Oh, is that his degree? Didn't know that. Right. I would imagine that maybe a form of that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, like anyway, regardless, he forgot his own voice. What made me more annoyed, uh, amazed, was that you said Gary Oldman, as if you had no clue who he was. A guy called Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, who is he? I mean, he's in a lot of films. However, I would argue that Gary Oldman never looks the same in any film he ever bees in. He is, somehow is the master of disguise, as well oh, as accents, Gary apparently, Oldman. except for his own. There he oh, is. Gary Serious Black. Yeah. yeah. Serious Black. He's in a. He, 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 he played a piece in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. What was that thing that he was in where he was really drunk? That Ooh, thing he, did, he was what, in. What, Sid and Nancy, maybe? No, and he was he was dressed up as like a uh, like an army man. Oh, no. It was friends. That was it. Friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> friends. Hey, you know, Academy Award winning Gary Oldman. You know his most famous performance in that one episode of Friends when I think Joey and uh, Monica and Chandler get married. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. He's also in The Darkest Hour as well as Mr. Winston Churchill. Well, he right, forgot his accent. This is not. 
this is not we're not this is not a thing where we're looking through his IMDb. He's page. in Batman. Tell me more. How did he reclaim it? Why why do mimics forget their accents? Well, because they're mimicking someone else, did <laughs> obviously they're gonna forget their accents. <laughs> Cross the live. What do you mean now? Because they're doing something else for so long. Yeah, but your accent is just the way you naturally speak. Yeah, but you're not naturally speaking, aren't you? Because you're constantly doing an accent. So you're working, you're doing it, then you're rehearsing, you're doing it. I do it. When I'm around my cousins, I kind of pick up a little bit of an American slang and then I sound like an idiot when I come home. My dad takes the piss out of me and I go back to British. I guess the thing is, there's a lot of actors who, if they're putting on a voice for a film, will never leave that voice because for the length of that film, they want to sound exactly the same. So they just keep it for the whole time. Exactly. I I guess it's part of that. Yeah, it's like Mark, you know, he comes back from Disneyland and here he's talking like Mickey Mouse. It, it just happens. There's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah I have a vo- I've, I've feel... got a voice changer on just to make me sound normal today. But you guys can hear the real I, yeah, set nasal nerd setting. <laughs> I feel that this has been Aww. massively blown out of proportion, I would say. Hugely blown out of proportion. I reckon it's something he moderately, he, he, he like casually said in an interview and suddenly he forgot his accent. I'm not sure how much I buy it, but we'll crack on. Mark, give us your da, 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 last fact of the show. To save a lot of extra work, Disney World flies fake American flags along Main Street. So if you have a Is this real a fact American that you flag, found yourself? Did you find this yourself? Did you, did you see it happen when you were there? I was like, I spot this. I see what you're doing. I'm really interested. I'm really interested in this. What, what, so what makes an American flag real or fake? Yeah. So like, if it's a flag, it's a flag. So, uh, how many stars has an American flag got, Connor? I don't... Uh, 40? Sure. Let's go with 40. Connor, how many states has America got? 52? You, you, you should have stopped earlier. Uh, so the American flag has 50 stars for 50 states. Uh, and... Along me, and basically, if you are a true American flag, then you have to. There's certain rules around what you can do with it. You have to take it down during bad weather. At nighttime, you have to light it. However, to save all this extra work, Disney fly flags that only have 45 stars on, so you're never actually going to notice. But it means they can leave them up at all times and not have to worry every time there's a thunderstorm that goes through. You go, oh, could take all the flags down. There's about. I don't know, 20, 30 flags that line Main Street, just leave them up all the time, only have 45 stars on them. Now, two points here. Yes. Uh, it's very interesting. A lo- but um, loads of American people have flags outside their houses. Surely they don't take them down every time there's a thunderstorm. Surely they don't light them up at night. Uh, I can't speak for every single one. However, I believe some will, some probably won't. Um, I don't think it's one of those laws that is necessarily policed all the time that hard but when you're a place like disney and you're expected to do it they go can't bother with all that extra work let's just put up fake ones that no one will ever notice also they do have main ones uh, as well they do take down and do all of that but kind of these ones along main street are fake i know i remember going there and at the end of the parade when they sing the national anthem and then they invite all the vets to come and and people to cry it was very baffling anyway uh Many people would think that Disney is as American as apple pie, yet this seems quite unpatriotic. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I guess it's, um, you know, most people won't know the difference. Most people won't even care. So well, I didn't even know the amount of stars that were on it, so do it over my head. Yeah, but in fairness, you're, not, well, you're not American, though, in fairness. Yeah, but also as well, who counts? People don't. You don't stand next to the flag that you see on the road and go, 
One, two, eight, well, yeah, exactly. Five, this two. this is the point. This is why they do it because no one ever notices that there's five stars missing because you just see a bunch of stars and you go, "Oh, I imagine that's the same as normal." It's quite um, it's quite a big thing in America, and I saw that definitely when I was in Austin. But like a lot of houses have the American flag outside their house, like pretty much very patriotic. 80%, yeah, very very patriotic, and I feel like we should probably do a little bit of that, hey Dan? Yeah, that? little, no, little no, British well, flag hanging out your one bed flat. Not bad. Eh? <laughs> Here's the thing: if you do it here. If you hang the the cross of St George outside, you're immediately called Brexit. So like, it's really you can't do it here <laughs> so without you pe- people thinking you're gonna co- you're gonna come with your you know your so mum true. West Ham tattoo, your anchor on the other one, and come and beat them, Irons. beat people up. It's just Irons. Uh, Irons. Irons, Irons, yeah, fifty stars, and, and then there's thirteen stripes, which represent the thirteen original colonies. Bam. Uh, last fact of the show. I know we've discussed my bathing habits on this podcast i realized recently and i was doing this without knowing that i've got another fairly disgusting habit i and i've done this around people i pick the fluff out of my belly button i've seen you do it as well it is just not go it's not okay that is on the same level of scratching your ass in front of people I know, and I need to like properly be conscious of it now because I didn't. It's not like I'm doing it while I'm lying down on the sofa. I'm doing it when I'm, you know, having a chat with my boss, and I'll, I'll be looked down and what's my finger doing? Oh, it's in my belly button, pulling out loads of fluff. But anyway, I bring that up because, um, in a in a belly button bacteria study, sixty belly buttons were sampled. Two thousand three hundred sixty eight different species of bacteria were found. Fourteen hundred of them were completely new to science. One belly button bacteria was found in Japanese soil, and this person had never been to Japan. Two bits of belly button bacteria were found, had thrived on ice caps and thermal vents, yet there they were in the belly button. What? Maybe it's gross. gross. It? Do, you think, do, you think it's, do you think it's the, the bacteria that was there that they have got in their local high street, for example, has grown over time to create bacteria that has mirrored the bacteria that you can find in Japanese soil. I can't imagine that it's flown through the air and somehow landed in their belly button. No, I can't imagine that's the case either, but I honestly don't know. Wow. Wow. But yeah, someone's someone who'd never been to Japan, they analysed bacteria from their belly button and found that it was only really found in Japanese soil. That's amazing. So that's my, that's my disgusting habit. And uh, I think that actually makes me more interested to do more of it because I want to see where this bacteria comes from. I when you pick your belly button, what do you then do with the fluff from inside? Just chuck it on the floor? Flick it away. Yeah, yeah flick, it away. flick it away. You could be flicking well. away new bacteria that no one even knew existed. You could name that after yourself, but no, chuck it on the floor. I reckon that... From the now on, carry majority- around test tube with you, just in case, you know. I reckon there is a majority of the listeners right now listening and the fact has been forgotten <laughs> and they're still concerned that Dan picks his belly button in front of people. I've never, so ever cleared my, I've never cleared my belly button out, by the way, ever. Just imagine what's in there. But I've, got an, like, you know, I've got an outie. You know the story. If you've got an outie, then you're not going to get oh, your belly go. button in fluff in there, are you? How uh, deep is your yeah. one then, Dan? At, at, really deep, yeah. Really deep. Oh, you I love it. Look at him. He's on. making his mouth dribble. He's like, I can't wait to get that bit of fluff later. God. Also, no. F- did you ever have that story? Did you ever have that story quickly of um, you know, the the myth that was passed around every single school bus about the the girl and when she was first 
you know, doing something with a boy. They fished out like old Starburst and stuff. There was always the old wives tale or old things that they put up where I imagine Connor, if you did yours, you'd find like things that you forgot about when you were five. Yeah. Absolutely. Like old opal fruits and things, old yeah. fruit polos. If I went deep in my belly button, I'd find a bit of Lego or Playmobil that I had when I was about eight. Yeah, you don't actually have an outie. It's just so much stuff just got chucked in there when you were five. You just haven't fished it out yet. I'm aware that's disgusting. And I know that everyone does it, but they probably don't do it <laughs> like when they're walking down the streets of London. So there you go. Um, well, listen, thank you very much for a brand new episode of Baffled. We are back with you. What have we learned this week? Well, apparently it's hot in Florida. Who knew? Also, Connor, I think he might have once went to Legoland if you can let him know if it was with you and maybe you offered him a sweet while you were there that'd be handy info at bafflepod.com uh, and the best way to impress is absolutely to pick your belly button in front of people uh, we'll see you next week in the meantime everything that you need the way to get in touch with the show the way to follow our socials the way to get our merch is bafflepod.com and we will see you next week we've also got um, one of the the Nigel Award things that we're bringing out on Friday so make sure you are following our podcast feed and we'll see you next Tuesday say goodbye Connor goodbye Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Right, see you soon. Belly puns to pick. Until then, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.